Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about the world of Solana-based NFTs and that, that hidden risk. And we are, of course, going to continue to talk about some of the fallout of FTX and it ripples into and around that NFT ecosystem. There is nothing new in my wallet. I'm, I'm thinking about different sales. I'm getting ready maybe for that that Tim Ferriss drop, though I haven't seen anything. And I think there's going to be a little bit of a little bit of quiet time, a little bit of quiet time on anything new and fun dropping while all of this FTX crash and frankly, like the next layers of dominoes to sort of fall over as more and more risk of other companies is exposed as it was wrapped up in this. So it's, uh, you know, still an ongoing shit show. So did, remind me what happened again? I, I, uh, I just, Oh, sorry. You must have had a coma <laughs> since our last one. Yes, of course. Uh, and Bankman's oh, FBF going to be all over the place. Uh, New York Times had a delightful puck piece uh, on him that the internet is furious about. They had two of them. I think they actually ran two of those while they, they had just destroyed Brian Armstrong, the guy that's, you know, yeah. gone oh. by the regulations and kept your crypto safe. The one place that I would still park my crypto yeah, that's custodial. Brian Armstrong didn't donate over... 30 million to DNC. So I wonder if there's anything in there. No, no, probably nothing uh, there. No, no, I don't think that no, 200 do that. million in donation. No, that has nothing to do with what was the total DNC? Look, and I have a lot of look at Coinbase. Look, we're spending Coinbase. Come on, like, you, you got me like completely on Coinbase's side. <laughs> Coinbase and FT. <laughs> Man. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, let's see new in the wallet and have been, I don't know. I, as I said, I, I've been, I've been doing too much in, in, in NFT land. Um, you know, I, I actually missed out on, uh, I missed out on going to the, uh, a crypto art, uh, festival down in Mexico city had hoped to go there, but this was one I had mentioned a little while, while ago it was being done by uh, bright moments a gallery based in LA, but they're going all around in different cities. And this was uh, 10 artists, um, some snow fro, uh, as a, was one of them, snow fro, the, the creator, uh, of art blocks and the, the, the creator of the, the, the squiggle, um, had a new collection there. Um, so there were some other artists missed one down there, but I've been have following along and just watching some of these, um, reveal and do have a couple so still waiting to, to see some of these but uh, looks like a really cool festival anyway and uh, it seems like there's been a lot going on in, in mexico got uh, got a headline here about another another uh festival as well that was just down there another nft uh, let's see where is that i guess we could uh, why don't we roll into the headlines if you're ready yeah absolutely 
Yeah, I'll start with this one just since I just mentioned it, the non-NFT summit. So actually uh, listened to a podcast that mentioned a lot about this one. It's, uh, it's the Rizzle and get the name of the Rizzle and uh, something show. Um, they talked about going. So this is one that was put on by uh, Token Proof, Known Origin, Infinite Objects, uh, and then uh, Basilius and GBLS. Basilius is a big collector. Um, but they had, uh, you know, a number of, uh, they call it the, the non NFT summit. They really tried to make it very different than NFT NYC sounded like it was much more, um, uh, I don't know, maybe focused on, uh, kind of the technology of not just as a technology, but on, on maybe even more of the, the culture of, of the real crypto part of this rather than. Uh, so much of the the PFPs um, got away from from that. Um, so they it's not only a cool event, you know, but that was also down in Mexico City. Um, so you know, we mentioned another uh, event last week with Art Blocks. You know, it is good to just see that these these NFT events keep happening and drawing people um, to some cool locations. And I think you know you're probably able to to meet some people that are really into it if they are still going to these right now. Yeah, I'm positive for the network. And also, uh, I know to community, right? The, the people that are interested in this technology, using it are, are still interested in getting together. It's, and it's pulling folks more and more into these events, especially now that, you know, COVID, COVID is more in our rearview mirrors. And so that may have been even a piece that was lagging while NFTs took off uh, during the pandemic. It's true. All right, and here we've got more just building during the during the bear. We've got a Nike coming out with Dot Swoosh. This is a new platform that's going to sell NFT shoes starting at 50 bucks. You know, we've talked about Nike and how they have done such a great job with their artifact acquisition, uh, how much they've been, I think it's over 200 million they've been able to bring in from, from digital assets alone. So now they are launching this new platform dedicated to NFTs. I think this is great to have them behind it. I, they have been, I mean, they've been great at this and they're sure I mean, there's nobody else from, uh, sort of, I, I, I don't know, it's not, I don't know what you'd call it, but from, from that kind of non crypto native, um, background that has been able to transition this successfully that I've seen thus far. And it's, it's impressive. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with this. Yeah, it seems like they're at a, an affordable level, like where people can design their own shoes starting at under fifty dollars. But they're uh, they're definitely moving forward with it. It's built on. I'll give you one guess. Polygon, right? Polygon being layer two on top of Ethereum. Real, not real partnerships. <laughs> not just paying to get you know paying for those ads or paying for those connections. They're building real partnerships with great brands man it's cool yeah they're they're choosing to go and use that not sort of getting paid to be like hey use use our you know questionable platform that goes down every other weekend and is owned by you know people that making you bag holders so i have a feeling we'll be talking more about this uh i'm definitely gonna you know keep tabs on what's going on over there um yeah. and I, you know we've we've had the that uh the artifact Nike with the forget the the yeah Nike shoe on our watch list for kicks. Sorry, it's yeah it's gonna I'm straight up when I said I think it's like 0. 0.45 or 0. 0.4. I'm like wait for it that 0. 0.4e 
And, you know, it's, it's trickling towards my, uh, my bias on it. Got down to as low as 0.43. If it hits below 0.4, that's what I've been kind of waiting for. That's, um, that's where I'm making my buy on Artifact. Thank you, Dump Genesis, because they're in the game. They're going to continue to launch things. And if you, if you look at, you know, shoe collection, like, you know, Air Force, Air Force Bones, the original IDs, they, I mean, they, they seem to hold up. All right. Uh, we've got more, more crypto art news. We've got crypto punks. Uh, they're going to, they're going to different museums. Um, Yuga Labs has been donating a, a number of crypto punks to, uh, various museums. Um, there's a note about one in Miami. Let's see. I'm not familiar with the Miami, uh, uh, Museum, I don't see the name of it immediately here, but I, they're distributing them to a number of museums for to be able to display these. You know, they want to sort of elevate these to a, uh, a higher um, level of fine art. Um, you know, we see we have seen them sold in some high end auctions from Christie's. I think that was Christie's, not Sotheby's. They always always get those confused. Um, you know, I think this is a great idea um, to get them out. And I think that, you know, it's not surprising that they're giving them away. That's how a lot of, of art is acquired by museums. So it's, well, you know, it, yeah. it certainly will give give more visibility to these assets. You know, it, you know hopefully it is, you know, well understood. And, and there are uh, people that can, that can self-custody these for the uh, museums. Oh, that's interesting as that, as a curative, curative way of showing the ownership. Ironically, like, you know, it's a wrinkling save moment sometimes where you're just like, well, wait a minute. If you're just displaying the image, I'm not looking at a, a watching contract, you know, what, what is the difference? But there certainly is one in terms of the uh, museum curation, I guess. All right. We've got a pair of Birkenstocks. Steve Jobs old Birkenstocks, I should say. Sold for two hundred thousand, and they came with an NFT. This is a this was a little puzzling to me. I'm not entirely clear what the NFT has to do with it. You know, we've talked about how there are some some really great uses of NFTs for physical goods when they're with a a trusted party. You know, I understand the problem in saying that, but um, you know, for the right good it's it still allows something to be traded while the asset isn't necessarily tied to that this seems like the asset must be tied to it um and it seems like the value is probably much more in the the birkenstocks look you know i'm not gonna say that that's an absurd thing to spend money on because i i get that i have spent my, some money on, on absurd on things that many people would think are are very absurd so you know, whatever. But I think that the value here is probably in the Birkenstock, not in the NFT. A little curious how how that NFT will end up, um, you know, how attached to the 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 physical good it ends up being. You know, if if someone steals the Birkenstock and they don't have the NFT, I don't think the NFT is going to hold much value. You know, I just hope that Apple takes thirty percent of of that purchase, as well as any ongoing shoe maintenance and transferring, just take it thirty percent every day. Thanks. Say sorry. That's all right. Right. Bring it back. Or making a joke about Apple being really open, air quotes, to NFTs being transferred as long as they can take users amount. And by the way, 
have them provide no value in the game whatsoever. Hey, if you could do it, I guess, why not? But man, I can't believe that they are really trying that one with a straight face. Why bother at all? Why bother at all? Oh, all right. So this is, I just saw this um, today. This is, I'm excited about this. This is a new, they call this a new magic mirror tool that mirrors optimism NFTs to Ethereum mainnet. So we've talked about how, you know, I think we, we think that, you know, over time, some of the the technology behind certain NFTs will be, uh, kind of won't be as, um, as much of a focus as it is now, especially when we've talked about things like Tezos NFTs, where you can often find much better bargains for, for, from artists where the, the same, or, you know, not just the same, but you know, a, a very similar collection may go for 10 X the price on Ethereum. This is, you know, I, I don't. I haven't seen this be used a lot. Haven't seen much adoption here, but I do think that we're going to see more tools like this. This is definitely a, a you know cool first step, but the or the first step that I've seen in, in bridging these uh, NFTs from one uh, network to another. I mean, this is this is a layer two back to layer one. I imagine um, that's a whole lot easier than Tezos, but so it doesn't seem like that is uh, something that couldn't happen. Um, same time, we could get to the you know if you're just pointing it to different. Um, chains, you know, you can have a chain of a chain of of where it goes to in the end. So, curious to see what uh, what kind of the the response is from from community members um, and other builders uh, as they see this. Gotcha. And it seems like it can be done by paying some Ethereum and gas fees, right? So, like when you mirror it, it, seems like you're you're then open to those Ethereum gas fees. We're beginning to get to the bridging. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, not using this party. yet. I'm not throwing the party but, here. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and Arbitrum, just to be clear, is a layer two on top of Ethereum. Oh, this is optimism. This is oh, optimism. Uh, sorry. This what? is a layer two on top of Ethereum. <laughs> All right. We've got more. All right. I guess our second Yuga Labs headline, you know, because they're Yuga. just in everything. Uh, they are acquiring, and they're going to be in more. They've acquired, I should say, 10KFT. This is in the We New Labs company, the, the company behind 10K. 10KFT. Is it, is it just 10K? 10KFT. I always <laughs> want to say 10KNFT. I've always said it wrong. Um, I, it's a collection I, I know a lot. I, I don't know much about. I know I, I see it on, on leaderboards often, and I know that you can you know, mint mint from other, I don't know, somehow combine it with other collections or something, but it is one that's that's big and well-known. And of course, Yuga has acquired that to just consolidate the market a bit more, I suppose. I'm just waiting for them to acquire my moon cats. And then it happened. <laughs> well, they'll run out of other things to target at some point, right? All right, in this one, we've got uh, Fuocious, you know, an artist that we've talked a lot about on the uh, on a previous podcast, he's got a new piece coming to Christie's. Um, yeah, I believe that's the. I believe that's the first one at, at Christie's. Um, this they're estimating this will go before between two hundred to three hundred thousand. Um, yeah, he sold an NFT at Sotheby's for two point eight million. Um, I'm not. I don't think that the the piece is necessarily going to be worth that much less, but I think we're just in a very different market uh, than we were, but you know, 230,000 is a, uh, you know, certainly nothing to, to sneeze at. Yeah. I think on this news, I'm going to be selling my canvas 
because I think there's going to be a bit uh, of a run up on that. And so I mean, not a bad idea if you have any. You know, the attention isn't so bad. Um, Yeah. You know, it depends how long you're in it, but oftentimes after some attention grabbing headlines, there is a bit of a lull. We've seen that in the past. So, um, yeah, not not financial advice, but. So here's my financial advice. As soon as I sell it, that price is going to go up. And that that is just the universal proof of any project in Mulcarta. <laughs> uh, 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 what is the opposite of copy trade? <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't copy watch. Wow. God. All uh, right. I've got a project that uh, it's free. You can free to mint. I haven't actually done it yet because I'm a little afraid to see what my score is going to be. This was just mentioned to me somewhere, um, but it is. It seems like it's at least reputable as far as interacting with the contract. But it's uh, for DGenscore.com is the the site. They have the DGenscore beacon. This is, as they say, your key to leverage your on-chain reputation across Web three. I, I think it's an interesting idea. You get a score based on what you've done, based on your contract, I mean, based on your, your wallet history. You can add multiple wallets in there. Um, they say for your on-chain skills, but you'll be able to see, um, they'll be able to see what contracts you've interacted with, what, you know, if you've done staking, if you've bought NFTs, if you've, how many different um, apps you've used. Um, and then there are partners that they have so that you can interact with these partners to get more points. You see that this is a, you know, it's a bit of a rewards card. You know, obviously those partners are preferred and it's a bit of a sponsorship, but I, I like the idea of, I mean, we've talked about how, how so much of what you do on chain is, can be utilized, um, because you know so much more about people. I mean, this is extreme personalization. If you think of, you know, or that would be extreme personalization when you see like what people are interacting with, what contracts they're doing. And I think this is the, the start of like trying to, to figure out how that, how those could be used a bit. So, um, you know, I, I got to see what my score is. I'm, I'm feeling it will be, um, be on the higher side as, uh, you know, as, as George politely said, you know, I am, I am a DJ and I do take that as, as a bit of a pride point. Yeah, I just did my DGen score. I'm not that I, and since you need a DGen score above 700 to mint your beacon, I only have had 223. Oh, I've only connected one wallet, but. Yeah, oh, I guess. Okay, uh, I'm trying. Yeah, why just both get like lost, like lose everything in our wallets as a result of this new grid? Oh, I got it. I can mint my beacon. Do I get more if I add another wallet? I guess I guess you had. I didn't have enough. What was your score? I don't know if I'm comfortable telling everybody how much of a degen I am. Uh I've gone from prideful to to maybe a little, (laughs) a little bit ashamed, terribly shamed. Um, all right. Well, while you figure out how degen you are uh, in a monetary way, I want to talk about our Solana-based NFT theme and the FTX risk. So since 
uh, the FTX domino has fallen and sort of killed liquidity, broken leverage for a lot of players in the game. One of those hasn't been Solana, Solana the network, and on top of which there are many Solana NFTs. And essentially, in one week, from an already very, very, very down market, the price of Solana, uh, which is a competitor to Ethereum and has lower transaction fees, supposedly faster throughput, uh, has dropped more than 50% in its, its total market value. Which means that, let's just say at the beginning of this month, if you held a portfolio of Solana NFTs and they were worth $100, they are now worth $50 and dropping even more so, depending on where we're headed, right? So beginning of this month, the price was hovering around 30, call it $30, and it is now hovering around 13 or $14. And so simply because you bought an NFT based in a different platform and a different currency, different cryptocurrency, because that cryptocurrency was essentially being held and built on by hedge funds that were trying to get other people to buy in and use it and then sell their bags, sell their network value back to the, the users using it while also minting uh, a fair percentage per year of new Solana. Like, sure, it may be faster for now. It crashes a lot, but and, and cheaper gas fees. But the, the real price, the risk is now fully in the sun now where you can see oh yeah is 30 40 percent of this coin is held by groups like almeida groups that are like ftx building serum which was as you mentioned for their exchange on some of our solana the truth is when they go down so to does definitely value in a way that ethereum does not because of the number of players distribution of others and I feel like it's that simple. And that's why we've always been hesitant. And if they stipulate it, yeah, I don't really love Solana because of that. And now that is now. That is happening now. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it, it's, it's really too bad because I think there are a lot of positive things going on on the Solana chain. I think there are a lot of people, there's a lot of talented developers or a lot of projects that are quality and, you know, unfortunately are you know, maybe not building on the best chain for the long run. Um, you know, because I, you know, I, I want to separate that it's not necessarily that we, we have a problem with everything that's, that's being done there. It's, you know, there's, there's just a lot of risks when, when a few people hold, hold a lot of, of power. And, you know, we've seen problems on that chain. We've seen times where, where it has gone down and, and it seems like there are a lot of compromises um, that, that they try to make or they do make, um, and, you know, and there are, there are frustrations with, with Ethereum at times. There are some real frustrations with how much gas can be or where, um, you know, how, I mean, even how long it can take a, a, a transaction to get through. That being said, you know, I've, if, you, if you've done Bitcoin transactions, that's, it still seems extremely fast compared to that. Um, it, it's, but, but there's also a reason for that. Um, there's a reason that there's a reason that most of the the top artists um, are primarily focused on the Ethereum chain. Um, you know, we we have talked about 
about pesos and, and how there are some great artists there and 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 the artwork is cheaper and it's you know that's it is more experimental and i, I think that's understood it's almost like it's not quite looked at as has not as i mean almost like not as serious in a way um uh, because there is somewhat of a risk and you know this is just my my opinion um um, but I think there is some of that, some of that feeling around that, there, that there's more risk when you go anywhere else. And that if you're going, that there's, it's going to cost more to mint on a, on the Ethereum network and that's okay. You know, don't, I don't want mail to be cheap. You know, if, if I mean, if it's, if, if mail is free to send, I'm going to get all sorts of junk showing up when it costs something to send mail, it prevents people from doing it. And that's a good thing at times, you know, we definitely don't, we don't need everything minted, you know, there, there should be some cost, you know, if you want to mint things, there are networks to be able to do it cheaply and it doesn't necessarily have to mean, it, it shouldn't mean the same thing. If it costs more, it comes with more security. You're buying more security by doing that. And there, there are trade-offs there. Uh, it's, it's great though, when we see that there are the same we see the value of, of the Ethereum network here. We see why people continue to come back to this network. I know it's not that old, but compared to what we have, it's more distributed and it, it is more proven than, than the competitors. I would say, and I'm going to go so far as friction is a feature. Friction is a feature when it comes mm. to, I would say, NFTs on, on Ethereum. And you are now paying for the security and reputation of that platform. You're not outsourcing it. You're not necessarily relying on uh, an absurd amount of completion of the underlying coin to pay for the work, you know, the work that needs to be done to secure a network to make sure those transactions are are verified and there, and that you can continue to own, transfer the things that you own and need to transfer. Coming back to just like more specifically, you know, in the backyard of Solana. Right. There are investors in this platform. Those investors are certainly owners in terms of like this idea of a business and of like, oh, we are a venture fund giving you money. They are also holders of the coin and getting compensated in locked and unlocked amounts of that coin. And in the case of Solana, Almeida, who, which was the, now we learned Almeida Research, the you know, the gambling casino of SDX, right? They were their, their internal crypto pinch fund. They had 292 million of unlocked Solana and still have, uh, according to CoinDesk, 893, not 863, sorry, million of locked Solana and then another 41 million of Solana, Solana collateral. And they go bankrupt as they get liquidated. I mean, it is essentially a giant flag saying that like when the authorities take this over, that stuff is being liquidated and soon as humanly possible. And when the market knows that's coming, it is hard to say, hey, you need to support this price into the future because this is going to get liquidated without a doubt. It is, it is a brutal truth here that when you have networks, new ones rising up, but have these sort of incentives baked into the architecture of the coins that, hey, this group of humans who are in charge of making money are going to sell, you know, a billion dollars of coinage back into a market while also minting like another 9% per year. You, you got to be real careful because 
even if you're able to flip, just say, get on there and flip and make your like five, 10% because there's like little fees of your own pieces. And then your price drops in half. And then by the way, probably going to drop more had those liquidity events happen. You're picking up, being, you're picking up anything in front of the steamroller. It's terrifying. You know, I want to come back also and say like with Tenzo's for whatever reason, I trust it more, but maybe I shouldn't. You know, the 10 largest Tenzo account holders are, you know, and do belong to centralized exchanges, including Kraken, Binance, Upbit, and Coinbase. Uh, you know, they mostly delegate their users' Tez to their own, you know, bakers, they say. But, uh, you know, what do you think about, you know, the, the Tezos whales and, and what's going on there? Is it uniquely different than Solana? I know it's been around longer. I frankly like the art of there more. So one of my hopes is that even head like rock, you still like, no, 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 it was still made by a great artist and it still represents something that they're now doing over there on a different platform. But, you know, is, is the platform yeah. part of the price? Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I agree that it, I don't know enough about the Tezos chain, I should say, you know, to, to <laughs> be able to say. It should do you know, well, but, I mean, for how much I have there, no. I mean, it, you know, I think yeah, it's fair, 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 problems, fair. you know, it's a lot of why I've, I've really, I mean, a big part of why I've tried to focus on not jumping to, to every chain, you know, other than to maybe try something out, you know, but not jumping into it so much is because there are just so many risks when you get into these and trying to understand all of them for every different chain, I think is pretty much impossible. Um, there are so many issues out there and it, you know to me ethereum still seems safer you know we've uh, you know we've, we've talked about uh different uh, layer twos and you know even those you know polygon has, has done a great job and at times their token has responded well um not always you know even they had nearly a 200 million dollar hack at one point um and you know it's it's great that that's patched and it doesn't mean that they're fully out of the woods like, there's no risk i mean there are still going to be more issues i think there's probably going to be a layer an ethereum layer too that that has a significant loss at some point i don't i'm not saying i know anything i just think that to be you know whether it's a layer two or layer three that of course there's going to be some tech <laughs> technical problem or or just you know even human error problem because as we see people, the people that we keep putting trust in keep breaking it. And it seems like we, 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 as you know, the crypto community as as humans don't seem to fully learn. Of course, we're going to, I don't think this was the last mistake that, that was going to be made. And, um, you know, it, it just makes me, makes me think more about how much, yeah, how much that network matters, how much the network behind your asset matters and that it is, it is a. It, it can be a piece of art, it can be a membership, it can be all these other things, and it still is based upon the network that it was minted upon. Um, you know, there's no mm -hmm. getting away from that in the end. And, you know, it's, it's really, it, it can't be any more secure than that network. Um, no matter what you do, you know, you can, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a risk with any, any of these other networks. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. As I said in the last episode, I think there are some good things that come out of this in the, in the saying, you know, these are the good parts. This is what's still working. And this is what has actually proven to work better than what we had in other systems. And 
I don't think that we can say that with, with Solana, certainly, um, but I think we can with Ethereum. Yeah, another health index really is all about people using it. And so looking at the past seven days, seven days of volume, I'm um, looking at Solana coming in at uh, roughly 85,000 transactions at $13 million. Those numbers are down by 24% and 43% respectively the week prior. To put it in comparison, they used to be fighting up there with more transactions than Ethereum by, by a good amount, I would say. Ethereum actually had 220,000 transactions in the same seven days, albeit it is also down a bit. But then in sales volume, Ethereum did $87 million to Solana's $13 million. And that's just the past seven days. So as these things happen and unfold, you actually, um, you actually see this like real, uh, real story play out. Times where, where the market gets, where markets get very volatile, there's, there's often, you know, saying that there's a flight to safety. And I think, you know, it, we can see a bit of that here. There's a flight to, to, there are people that are more, at least very into crypto that are still looking at this, like, well, you know, ETH is the safe one. I understand that it is a very risky asset from most perspectives. And if you're in crypto, it's still more secure and, and more safe. And I don't necessarily even mean the, that the price is going to remain stable, but the, the network is there and that you're going to be able to access it and, and access your, your assets. You know, have talked about the, the risks of your NFT, but you know, we can, you can access the, the, the things that are in your wallet because they were on the Ethereum chain. That is a huge advantage over, over not being able to do that. And even the small risk of that that happening, you know, we see how fast these things play out. There's not exactly a lot of time to go, to go move your assets. Um, you know, I, we talk with the, we talk about the speed of the FTX collapse and, you know, it's been the same with, with three arrows and all these, and, you know, I, I think that's actually good in most ways and that these can't get bigger and then, and that these are resolved quickly. It's also a bit scary in that there's no, you can't do anything, you know, once, once you get word of it, it's probably too late to, to do anything about it, you know? So it's, you, you gotta think about these well ahead of time and, uh, it's, yeah, it, it's, Ethereum is still the one that I trust the most. Yeah. And I'm actually pretty happy. You know, I look back at, frankly, the, some of the podcasts we both listened to and I don't think they, I think they gave far too much credence to FTX, to that platform. I think they have also maybe other platforms give far too much credence without the risk, right? Without the note of risk of being like, this is why this makes me nervous because of the way that, you know, this is structured and this is held. And, you know, I look at Bankless, I'm still, Bankless is the reading Ethereum podcast right now. If you're, you're out there shopping for other podcasts, like they're phenomenal. However, I was very underwhelmed underwhelmed by how they paint risk around FTX and so over time. And, you know, they, they sort of have like conciliatory, maybe even sometimes maybe, maybe they're a class sponsor. I was looking for information about that, the way that they, they would talk about having, you know, the, that the, the same advice for someone getting in and saying like, nah, yeah, you can use Coinbase or you can use FTX. Like I think. I'm hard on the way that we have previously mentioned the risk, even when we were DJing around with it on, on Solana being like, ah, sure, let's jump on it or buy this. 
stupid fish or something. Uh, nobody will go like, all right, this is why we're, we're still nervous about it. And I'm proud to say that our portfolio, um, I haven't even tallied up some recent wins, is only down 18%. <laughs> Not 100, 18%. I got to give you not the queer team. Uh, the queer team you find Eric Donovan that you then we, we add at 23 is now at 0.68. Um, so Ooh, nice. Yeah, nice we're take a look at that runway. I'm going, I was like, going to take one up. I was like, oh no. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's still stuff out there. Yeah, there, there are things happening out there. You know, I, I I don't know, you know, I'm still, I'm still excited about what is happening. I think there's, there's some good things going on. I think, you know, as I said, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing the true value of of real crypto come through. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've bagged on uh, Solana a strong amount. (laughs) So is good. That makes me feel good. I feel like it. Yeah. My Solana, Solana bad thing on there. The way that put away the stick for a minute. Uh, I hope anybody out there uh, blank up gun to her. And if you have a second, leave us a review. Only if it's good now. Seriously. <laughs> really, if you're still listening, we are so happy. Yeah, Brent, right? why are you listening? Um, Thanks for yeah. listening. Thanks. Yeah, really. <laughs> this has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.